This is Parent Q Live, brought to you by the team at Parent Q. Friends and familia, welcome back to another episode of Parent Q Live with Carlos and and Kristen Ivy. Hey, friends, we are so excited today. Well, I've got a question for you before I even announce what the topic is going to be. When you were little, what did you call your grandparents? Because because every kid calls their grandparents something different. You know, when I grew up, it wasn't as fashionable to have all these great names. True, so we were so true. boring. We, I had grandma, grandma and grandpa. And grandpa. That's right. Both sides? Both sides. So we designated it with a last name. Okay. I had a grandma and grandpa street and a grandma and grandpa Sykes. It, you're right. That is very boring. You're, you're correct. <laughs> if you're a child of the 80s or the 70s, it's true. But I feel like now... I feel like oh, it's, it's almost Mimi become... Mimi and yes, Nani and Nani. Mima and like there's so many different yeah, names. My mother actually um, requested before my first daughter was born what her name would be. And did it stick? It did. It did so stick. So she got to choose. She got to choose. So she said, because I called my grandparents Abuelita and Abuelito, which is grandma and grandpa in, mm-hmm. in Spanish. My mom said, I want to be called Lita. So, so right. she became She's Lita. She's just got a cool vibe to it. Yep. And then my... And then both grandparents were Papa. Okay. So it was Papa Don. And and my dad was just Papa. There was no name. It was just Papa. But just there was, Papa. Yeah. So, you know. And then we've got we've got some, you know, 15 parents on each side now. The whole American <laughs> family. Right. And so, you know, every grandparent had their own name, um, which is which is just really fascinating, the, the way things have changed. But one thing that hasn't changed is just the importance of grandparents in our kids' lives. Right. They're just getting cooler. Grandparents are just getting cooler. <laughs> they really are. Suddenly, like, grandparents are, like, wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. And is that I okay? I think so. Why I mean, not? they're, you know, they show up. They're, yeah. They're grandparents. They are. Rock it. I, so, I own it. Own it. I'm getting close. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I was just telling you earlier today that I have some friends of mine, and I'll just, I'm 43 years old. I have friends of mine who are grandparents now. They, right? have, they have their kids at 20. Their kids are having kids. And I'm like, wow. This this could be me in the blink of an eye, yep, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yep, huge age range of grandparents, but whatever yeah. age and however many grandkids they have, grandparents are so important in the lives of our kids. Yeah. And as a parent, you learn very very quickly you need yeah. some grandparent help. Yeah, yeah. you need some grandparent love yes. in your kid's life. Not only for time, uh, you know, time off period, you know, mm-hmm. but but the the support and the love and the expertise. Suddenly, you see your parents as more experts than you ever did when you were a teenager, right? So one, one thing we wanted to do as we get into this conversation is we thought it would be really fun to listen to some kids talk about their grandparents just yes. as a reminder to us as parents of how our kids think about these adults in their life who are kind of a next generation back, um, whether they're you know directly related to them or not, but playing a grandparent role. What do our kids think about the grandparent figures in their world? Absolutely. So let's take a listen. One thing I love about my grandparents is their kindness. The one thing I like about my grandparents is that they play cards with me. Well, I really like my Nana, and she I like sometimes to cook with her, and I also like to like watch movies with her. My favorite thing about Nini and Papa is probably getting together with family and um, doing activities like going fishing with Papa or baking cakes with Nini and stuff like that. Oh, I love baking. So when we bake, we normally bake from scratch, which is really fun. And we'll bake like crazy things, like 
multiple layer cakes or and we'll just make normal cookie dough and be able to eat it and so we'll make really cool stuff like that. I think it's that she's very nice and that uh, she she gives us peaches. Yummy peaches to eat. I absolutely love that. It is so refreshing to be reminded what kids think about their grandparents. I absolutely love that. Listen, speaking of grandparents, we are going to be talking with a grandfather, not only a grandfather, but his daughter as well. So we actually have um, the OG himself, Reggie Joyner and Hannah Crosby. Hannah is his daughter and um, they're going to be talking all things grandparents. So if you guys wouldn't mind, sit back and enjoy our conversation with Reggie and his beautiful daughter, Hannah. Remind us, how old are your kids? Miles is two and a half, and Neva is eight months. So you're kind of early in your parenting journey of younger kids, and it's new to have a relationship with your dad in a way that now he's not just your dad, but he's also your kid's grandparents. I mean, how does that change the dynamic for you? It's been a lot of fun for me. It's a lot easier to raise yeah, them than to raise her. Yeah, I don't get Christmas presents anymore. My oh, kids wow. do. Yeah, that's, well, that's how it changed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just easier. It's it. easier to raise them than it was to raise her. I mean, you know, I'm so just saying. At what age will you know if Neva's easier? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I still don't think it will be as hard for me. I thought she asked me a question. I was trying to answer it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, how is it different? What do you think has changed um, about the way that you maybe think about or need your parents and their influence in your life? It's weird because we moved, my husband and I got married and moved to LA and it was kind of the like, all right, like we don't need our parents, you know, on like a day-to-day um, basis. But then when we had Miles, our parents were there like, day one they actually they showed up to the hospital the day he was born and then we're there for like two weeks and then six months later we moved back so if that explains it i think um they are a support system not necessarily they both my parents work so they're not um like you know our weekly help or anything like that but they're the people we go to when anything's like wrong or we need help you know last minute or something like that so um, well, it's been an interesting thing, though, watching your children become parents. Um, I think, you know, you always have confidence that your kids can have careers and do things. And and I think, um, to be honest, I I think we've been amazed at how great parents they really are and how engaged they are with their kids. And I think for me, I think every generation hopes, um, right? I mean, don't we hope that that our kids will be better parents than we were and that there's this thing that we just pray for. And I think, you know, for us, I think that's been a reality to a degree. So watching that has been exciting. But you don't really know exactly as a grandparent what is the expectation here and are you guys having conversations about what you want us to do or you don't want us to do Usually behind that's our the back? conversation that siblings have. I mean... Ah, so that's yeah. what I need yeah, to Yeah, we talk to our siblings about that. So this is this is where if I milk one daughter to ask her what they're saying about me, that I could get the information. You could probably get some information that way, but I thought we would just make it nice and awkward here today on the podcast yeah. and have the conversation okay. right here on the air. Because 
every parent needs to talk with their kid's grandparent from time to time about numbers of different topics because you want your grandparents to be around. You want them to be involved in your family life. And yet just navigating that relationship can be tricky. Um, So I wrote down just a handful of conversation starters, things that we could talk about that maybe every parent wants to have this conversation with their kid's grandparents. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Um, But one of those things I wrote down is pretty simple. We'll just start right here with health. Okay. How about health? Health. Health. I mean, health is a common topic in parenting. From day one, right, you're talking about what your baby's going to eat, what they're not going to eat, what kind of snacks they're going to have. You're very focused in as a parent. Yep. How does that affect the conversation? So is this going to control what I can or cannot feed my grandchildren? Yeah, well, it's funny because you, you probably don't tell me what you feed my kids no that would be your mother that would not be me yeah you're right and you know what's funny about that the first time my child had chocolate mom was there but so was Kristen. oh wow (laughs) i actually think you maybe gave my child chocolate that is that i remember that that is true and and again i'm innocent i did not do it at all and it was something else that happened outside of me pretty honest about the food stuff but i don't i don't think mom is i think she hides it from me yeah yeah i would i would not disagree with that i believe i was playing the role of an older parent in your life (laughs) breaking you in like breaking you in thank you because somebody did that to you so you're making sure somebody did that yeah it's important okay but no i mean what kind of conversations do you feel like are important to have maybe hannah when you're thinking about the way you hope grandparents will be around your kids what are a couple things you would want them to know about or if i could ask it in a different way wait how much my can't, question i know but this is my how, question how how far are like, we Chris, allowed to edit this out i know you but can't <laughs> step on top of my question or how 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 far can we cheat with giving your kids what we want to give them i mean, what, I mean where, I do where's want the you line to cheat. okay i i do feel like I want Miles and Neva to know when they're hanging out with you that they are going to get to break the rules a little bit. A little bit. And so I, define and I a little really bit. I really want to know. Well, you know what? That's where, you know what? It's going to be a little gray and I'm going to have to trust you and you're going to ah, have to wow. prove to me I can trust Great. you. Because this is a reversal, I, a reversal I, of roles already. Yep. I just, I don't want it to be black and white. I don't want to say like, don't ever give him sugar. And if you do, it can be one M&M. Like, I yeah, want you to okay. be able to... To break the rules with him because I got to do that with. With who? One grandparent. Did you? <laughs> wow. Okay. But I, I, I want him to experience that. But you cannot just let him see whatever movie he wants. But to be honest, I hear and I know that this has never happened in my life with my family. But I do hear, you know, adult children complaining about their parents crossing lines and removing the boundaries when it comes to their children's diet that mm-hmm. frustrates them sure, I mean, is that yeah. not true well i think some grandparents maybe moms sometimes like to rebel against the rules because they maybe were rebelled against so much by their kids that they are like i don't care if you so have is it a form of revenge you think i think i, I think it might be okay I'm not sure good. but um, I mean, grandparent revenge sounds like a pretty great thing. I think it is very real, grandparent revenge. Um, let me tell you a story. Or, or, or about maybe that. maybe it's just justice. Well, a few months ago, um, Miles walked into my room with paint, red paint, all over his face, which at first I thought was blood. Miles, you know, I, I thought something had happened, and Trip comes running in after with towels covered in red paint. He's like, "You won't believe what happened." And of course, I thought this was my fault because. Usually I have the paint, but this one time it happened to not be my paint. Anyways, so go downstairs and find that there is red paint all over Tripp's, like, photography camera. 
all in the creases, all in the buttons, everywhere, everywhere, all over it. Mm-hmm. I take a picture and send it to my dad. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know your exact response, but you were laughing. Well, you didn't know that I was laughing. I mean, well, I could tell. I, yep. could, I, could, I, I could just, hear it. I just said, this is proof that God is just. Because I remember, I remember when you were that age and you were young and every flat surface in our house was a canvas, including, you know, the walls we just wallpapered or the hood of my car or... And I don't know. The I just hood think. Of your car? Oh yes, I mean I yes. Oh, color crayons all over, melted on the hood of my car. I could go down that. See, so you just, just made that up. <laughs> okay. So anyway, there there are lots and lots and lots of things where I thought, well, this is just kind of like you know, what? Who was watching me? Like, why was I just able to have crayons? We were very neglectful. We were very we, we were very neglectful parents. We were very neglectful parents. <laughs> Who does parents. that? How so old I guess- was I? This moment that I Old have enough as to a know better. parent when I'm looking at my kids and I see myself kind of reflected back at me, but it's also kind of a moment of terror because you think mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the world needed another one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first place that we should reach back out for empathy is not our grandparents. <laughs> yeah, maybe not because I didn't get any of that. <laughs> Well, but I was actually hoping that the reverse empathy would be true. I was hoping she would finally go, oh, now this is how they felt. Hey, look, I know it's in the middle of the interview, but we have something we're so excited about. If you're a parent and you're listening to this podcast, well, we have something exciting for you. Parent Q Live is coming to a city near you. This is a night where parents can learn and laugh together. This two-hour unique experience for parents only features engaging communicators like Kristen Ivey, Carlos Whitaker, John Acuff, Reggie Joyner, and so many more. You'll also receive practical resources and you'll also get to interact with the community to help you redefine how you parent this next year. Whether you realize it or not, what you do every week in a kid's life is making history and that's why we're coming to a city near you to help you be more connected, more present, more engaged, more aware, and more confident. For more information, go to tour.parentq.org. Okay, let's jump back in with Reggie, Hannah, and Kristen. Well, there All right, you have there's, it. there's another conversation that I thought could be fun for us to have about grandparents and their interactions with our kids, and that was about habits. Um, the habits and routines that you have in your daily life, kind of similar to health, but when you think about you know, when they wake up, when they take a nap, how long is their nap? When do they go to bed at night? All of those things, especially kind of in your season of life, there's a lot of routine. Oh, yeah. So what does that look like? And how do the conversations happen with grandparents? Maybe if they stop by for a visit at two in the afternoon. Oh, actually, that has, that's funny because I get texts from him. He's like, can I come by and see Miles? I'm like, you know it's nap time. One o'clock is always nap time. Like, why are you still asking it's a me test. if you can come by at one? It's a test sure, to see if they really love me. Asleep. I mean, I just um, want to see if I'm valued as a parent or as a grandparent. I just want to see if. You know, they would it's move things around because I want to see my grandson. So that's kind and of And again, there's a gray area. If they take my kids during a nap time, I'll give them like, you know, 20 minutes maybe that they can go to sleep late. That's it. <laughs> 20 so minutes. Margin. This is like margin of sin. That's what this is. So. No, you know, I think that I, 
I really think all my friends would agree with me on this. When kids go to their grandparents' house and come back home, there is like a week of detox. <laughs> right, Kristen? That's, yes. I've, I've heard that this is true. <laughs> oh, wow. You're just afraid your parents are listening. No, I, there's a week look of at detox you. Yeah, and how okay. they behave. Because they obviously just got spoiled rotten. They could do whatever they want, watch as much TV, like whatever. I don't maybe, know. Maybe not as many naps. Maybe some later bedtimes. Or, or someone sat my kid down and they said, when you go home, don't listen to anything your mom <laughs> says. You know, don't like... I feel like someone gave my child directions to just be the worst version of himself when he comes home from their house. Well, there is a sense of which we want to brainwash your children. I think I think there might intentionally be. so that we can get even. I mean, it's back to that parent grandparent revenge thing. I mean, we sit them in a corner and we say, "Do this when you get home. Don't do this when you get home. Do this when you get home. Don't do this when you get home." Just just to make sure that you know you experience a little bit of what we experience. That's kind of what it is. Wow, I think that's true, especially in the younger years when your kids get spoiled or they get a little bit of different reaction or response to the, what they're used to getting. Uh, maybe as they test their boundaries, then they come home kind of ready to retest those boundaries and see: yep. Are you going to respond the same way that I've? been responded to for the last week but i do think some of that really is an authority issue where they're readjusting who's in charge and i think you know for a child that age um i used to know a dentist and he had this practice he would go through um, all the time where he would tell a mother before um he tried to tell her son to do something when you come into the room i'm going to tell you as a mom to sit over there and when i do you sit over there because then he'll assume in the room i'm in charge I think when a child that age isn't sure who's in charge, you have to reestablish that. Oh, so every time I said Miles with you, I need to say, just so you know, I'm in charge. That's exactly right. Or better yet, if you would tell me what to do like you normally do, and then I just respond to you like I should, then he'll know. I do not tell you what to do. (laughs) That is so ridiculous. So what's something that you feel like is important for parents and grandparents to talk about when it comes to these routines? I mean, what would be helpful information? I, I think... And then Hannah can jump in, as she will, of course. I, I think that it's important for the grandparent to respect the new rules. Because I think they are new rules. They, they aren't the rules necessarily we had as parents. Culture is changing. Society is changing. And I'm lear- learning the new rules. And so I have to kind of know what they are so I can know where to fudge and where the boundaries are. Because I don't want to mess this up for them. I really don't. So... I think the clearer that is, and the more I understand that, I think the easier I'll be to cooperate and be an asset, not a hindrance to what is happening in, the, in their house. I would agree with that because actually the reason I think that I'm lenient on it's gray, you can, you can cheat a little bit, is because my parents have actually, for the most part, followed my rules and cared about that. Um, I, I have friends who their parents didn't at all, and it's like it goes the other way. If, if mm-hmm. parents break all the rules then, or grandparents break all the rules, then you're a little more hesitant to give them any leeway. Yeah. And, and if I were talking to a grandparent right now, I would say to a grandparent, don't assume that because the rules have changed that your son or daughter is not as good a parent as you were or in some cases may not be a better parent than you were, and that's not the game. The game is not competition. This isn't... You know, where they think they're a better parent than I was, and so I'm going to take it personal or anything like that. This, this really is about understanding and learning in a new culture with everything we have as far as information is, is concerned, you know, 
in a, in a new world where we're overwhelmed with all these ideas, what, what are the boundaries they're going to create and how do I cooperate with those? I think that's great. I love that. I got one more for you. How about holidays and vacation time? Wow. I think we'll probably have an interesting conversation about that. Well, I don't, I feel like it's been pr- pretty easy. It has so far. Oh. I, I, I think I think it's getting more and more complex because I have four adult children and oh, they right. and three have children and so I, I've had to accept a reality that the chances of us all being in one place together are not that's not always a reality. Yeah. And and I think for me as a parent, and this could be something that I err on one side of, I don't ever want to be if I'm honestly having a confession that's just kind of we've never talked about this before but I never want to be the parent that they come to because they feel like they had to. So I'd probably go the other direction to an extreme to go, well, when do y'all want to do it? How do you want to do it? I'll, I'll adjust however you want to, because I, I just want to know when they're there, that it wasn't like, oh no, we got to check this off our list. And I don't want that pressure because I grew up sometimes feeling that pressure and, um, and I just don't want them to feel that at least from me. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's gotten hard because we do have so many kids. I mean, and now kids have kids. It's just a lot of people. But I also feel like it, so far it has been easy because, well, I guess we just decided we're going to split time. And that's what we do. But I don't know. I, I always want my kids to spend holidays with both of their grandparents, both sides of the family and with us. Right. But if we didn't live here, I don't know what that would look like. Well, and I, and I would also say this, and I would say this, and I go back to my mom. I would say that, I mean, I remember when my brother got married and his first Christmas, you know, he called me up a few weeks before Christmas and said, you've got to talk to mom. And I said, what's going on? And he said, well, you know, she's really upset. And I said, well, why is she upset? And he said, well we told her that we're going to spend our first Christmas as a couple together alone somewhere, not part of the family. And she had a hard time, you know, wrestling with that issue. And so I called up my mom, you know, and I said, mom, I said, you know, I'm kind of two, two roles right now. I'm your son. And I'm also the guy that did your other son's wedding. So I was just going to say to you and suggest that let them have their time alone as a couple. And so mom made up with Jimmy and fixed it and then didn't speak to me for three months. But so and it, I think there is this thing in us as parents that don't want to be left out. And we're trying to figure out how to navigate that. But we just can't take it personal when our children need to have time with their immediate family. Yeah. If and, that makes sense. And then I also hear Hannah saying, I hope that my kids will always spend a holiday with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So some of it is that conversation back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, season by season, year by year, what is this year looking like? What does this next season look like? Yeah. And I think it's important to not keep score. Like, oh, yeah. Just, That's good. Like, let it go. Like, yep. let's take it year at a time and let's not, like, tally off who got who when and for how long. And let's just I do think if I were to reemphasize something that Hannah said, it would be definitely don't keep score because that will make you as a grandparent feel like, something's wrong or that you know you missed an opportunity that'll never come back again or that they love the other grandparents more or that whole game and i just think every grandparent is going to be unique and different in the mm-hmm. life of their grandson mm-hmm. or granddaughter and it doesn't mean that 
you know, you love some more, some less. It just means you have a different relationship. So just master that relationship the best way you can. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great note, just on comparison in general, because the way you keep score can look different for different mm -hmm. families. That's one set of grandparents keeping score against the other set of grandparents. Or, you know, maybe if you're, if you're married, if you're thinking our kids' time with my parents versus our kids' time with your parents. Mm -hmm. Or it's the way we keep score with the way our grandparents interact with our kids versus our friends. And the way yeah. their grandparents show up. There's so mm -hmm. many different ways siblings, that we keep score. Yeah. Kids, you know, who got to spend more time with the grandparents. That or... is a concern. One concern of mine is, since we're being honest and open here in this little podcast, is that um, I, I, I don't know sometimes how to juggle between the grandchildren. Because some may be close proximity or they happen to show up or for whatever reason they're in the house more than others. And sometimes I feel like, how do I balance that out to make sure that I'm giving each grandchild equal time, if that's even possible? I mean, what does that look like? And what are the expectations of your adult children? Are they going to keep score between themselves? I think that's a great question. Mm -hmm. I know with my parents, as they've become grandparents, they've wrestled with that as well. And I've noticed there's this thing that happens when we're all together and now we have five kids um, between the ages of one and nine in the house. So when we get together, it's actually, it's pretty loud. There's a lot going on, a lot of yeah. energy. Um, and they love each other like siblings, but fight like siblings too. And sometimes I think the grandparents don't know how to engage because you don't get quality time in that environment. Mm -hmm. When the cousins are all around each other, you just don't get those one-on-one -on -one moments. And uh, my mom has been great about even bringing that forward and saying, hey, would it be okay if I just get one-on-one -on -one time with mm -hmm. your kids every so often? Um, because I, there is something completely unique yeah. about time when you just have that. one kid. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, my kids are still so young, so this is for later, but I think you could end up having 10, I don't know. I mean, I'm only having two kids, but we used to tell my mom she was going to get 40 grandkids. grandkids. We just like to throw out yeah. that number. Yeah. So, okay, but if there was like some type of tradition, maybe like once a year with each kid or something Sounds that's special, good. I don't know what it would be. It yeah. could be like, you know, going to the arcade. I have no idea. Or it could be once a month but, or once every couple of months. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, I think that having traditions mm -hmm. that kind of fits into habits but um, having that type of thing with each individual kid would feel special to them. They right. would just have something. Yeah, there's a different dynamic when you've got all the cousins, all mm -hmm. the families, all the siblings, mm -hmm. everybody all in one room, and when you have a kid, yes. just them on their own. Right, well, in Tripp's family, they, his sisters and her kids live a mile from his parents, and so it that creates a different dynamic for mm -hmm. us because you know we're thirty minutes away, which is a big difference when you're a mile down the street. Um, and so we're trying to figure out like what does that look like? When are you? When can you spend time with our kids? Um, and it, we're not just like showing up at your house every other day because it's easy. Mm -hmm. But it's good. So this kind of brings us to one last thing I mm -hmm. wanted to talk about that I think every parent wants to have a conversation with their grandparents about maybe even multiple seasons, say it again and again and again, but what are our hopes and expectations? I imagine there are hopes and expectations on the part of a parent and also on the part of a grandparent. Mm -hmm. I think my hope for my grandchildren will be that I am always a safe place for them so that if there are some things they want to talk about 
that I may need to hide from their parents, <laughs> that, that that will be okay as long as it's something that maybe you know isn't hurting them or hurting someone else. But if it's, if it's a place they can process life with a little more objectivity, grandparents probably have a little more objectivity than parents because when I was a parent, I was in the moment. I mean, it was really tense and you knew every decision was a critical decision and you felt the pressure responsibility. Now it's her responsibility as my daughter, not mine quite as much. So I do feel like I could back away and go, hey, from somebody who still loves them unconditionally, you know, to listen and to learn how to listen so they've got a safe place. I mean, that, that would be the goal. And I do think that there is, for every grandchild, and I think this was probably true for my grandchildren and my mom to a degree, they could talk about things that they felt like they could talk about and it would not necessarily come back to me. So here's a loaded question. How do you know as a grandparent? How do you know when you're talking about something with your grandkid or experiencing something with your grandkid that you're a safe place and you're protecting that trust and when you really do need to talk to your adult child about it? Because I'm old. And because <laughs> I'm old, I think I can have a filter and I so, can know as an old, wise person, you know what? That doesn't matter. I'm glad you talked to him about it. You know what? That right there, I'm going to tell your mom. I mean, I, I just feel like that there's just this filter. Are there any filters that you have that you just have because of your wisdom mm -hmm. uh, that you would run that through? I mean, how do you decide? Well, I, I think because of life, I mean, I think we know if it is something that would hurt them or if it's something that involves them hurting someone else, then that's kind of a filter I think we have because... Um, that would be the test. Um, beyond that, I, you know, I think that there's heartbreak and there's feelings and there's emotions, maybe even how they feel about their parents. And there's probably a way as they get older, and we all know this in the phase projects, that as we go through time, that a kid's relationship with their parent shifts as they get older and they need other adults in their life besides their parents. And we know that sometimes can mean other adults outside their family, but I hope as a grandparent, I can be one of those other adults that can have a different kind of voice in their life that just feels safe and objective. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would say is, so my grandmother was really, really great at showing up at my basketball games. And it just so happened that she played basketball too, so she was really really into basketball but it really stop really there. into basketball i mean okay yeah she even got kicked out of one of my games yep. because she was like cussing or something we Rep, would not sit with her at the and, basketball game but i she was watching. even though i was embarrassed i also was like so proud that that was my grandmother mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop there i have cousins who um they played sports too and my youngest cousin was into ballet my grandmother was not into ballet but she went to every single recital and I don't know how many recitals there were so maybe it wasn't every single one but she went to a lot of her recitals and I guess the point there would be no matter what my kids are into I hope that their grandparents pretend to be interested and show up um and you know if they're if my parents have 10 grandkids I know that that's not going to be possible for every event but I think overall it can f still feel like they showed up. Yeah. Um, I so think I can pretend pretty well <laughs> at a lot of things. So, I mean, I think <laughs> that would be pretend? great. Yeah. I mean, like, how, if it did was, you even know anything about basketball? Right, I, I, I did know a lot about basketball, actually. Well, not a lot, but I knew some. Soccer would be hard for me. Oh, great. Miles starts next week. Oh, <laughs> I'm <great>. not kidding. 
I just don't understand when somebody is out of bounds in soccer. It's I'm pretty sure it's called off, you, offsides. You okay, mean? yeah. Like, off, okay, is it well, not out of bounds? Team, it's offsides? Okay. Defen- the defense can't be behind where the ball is. Okay. I can teach you. It's okay. I will have to pretend. Well, with two-year-olds, the good thing is you don't really just, have yeah, to Yeah, kick that ball. Yeah. yeah, kick that ball. Yeah, kick that ball. Way to kick that ball. I can do that. You I can, can do, do that. that. Yeah, I, I think can you that. can. Ma- I think you can manage the two-year-old soccer field. Yeah, okay. It'll soccer be fun. It starts tough. young so that you're ready if they if they are good at it later. It starts young right. so that grandparents have a training ground. Yes, that's why we started. The rules. I'll go to Barnes & Noble today and get me a book about soccer. <laughs> uh, just keep miles away from football if you can. Oh, yeah, so. I get that. I think for all of us, we have hopes and expectations for our kids' relationship with our grandparents. And it's important to talk about them, even though it might be awkward just to say, hey, this is something I had an idea about, or here's something that I was hoping for. One of the greatest gifts I know in my own parenting are other adults who know my kids, um, just because I know my kids, but I need the perspective of other adults who know them really well. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, one of the things I thought about was conversations. Um, as well because sometimes my kids are now in the elementary school phases where they will have a conversation with the adult who's with them if it's trusted adult and there have been times when my kids have already had conversations with their kids with their grandparents that I didn't know about and they were insightful and it was fun just to hear some of the things they said because it helped me know my kids better yeah so that open line of communication um, sometimes to also share some things that say, hey, this felt like an insight into who your kid is right now or what they're thinking right now. And, um, you know, it's just yeah, you learn more things about your kids. What a great conversation. Uh, what I loved about it is, again, you, you're not going to find two more vulnerable human beings than these two. And so, you know, great things, but also tensions uh, that we all understand and can appreciate when it comes to any sort of family relationship with kids. But I just really appreciate Hannah and Reggie's vulnerability in that conversation. Um, Kristen, we have something that that Hannah has actually created for everybody. Right. If you follow Hannah Joyner, and you should, because yes. Hannah Joyner Crosby is an artist and her paintings are incredible and she's always talking about her artwork um, on her Instagram but one of the things she did for us and the Parent Q community is create an activity that we can do with our kids that we can then send in the mail or drive over to grandma's house, grandpa's house, Lita's house, Lita's house, abuelito, Nini's house, whoever's house you are going to visit but to appreciate the grandparent in your kid's life. So you can get that link over in the show notes at theparentq.org forward slash episode 81. Absolutely, absolutely. So guys, we're, we're, we're coming back with more great content next week as well. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. So again, please, please, please share this with all your friends. Let everybody know about Parent Q Live and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Actually, not same time. Whatever time you guys want to listen to it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on Parent Q Live. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and follow us at Parent Q.